95.3 WBEV Packers and Falcons coming up this weekend as we bring in our Packers guy Jason Wildey thanks to Columbus Family Dental and also the Bayside Supper Club tonight at the Bayside all you can eat chicken and fish seafood buffet from 430 to 9 tomorrow it's the prime rib uh, shrimp seafood buffet from 5 until 830 Sunday brunch every Sunday uh, from 1030 to 130 can do it during the Packer games of course uh, book your wedding anniversary and company events at the Bayside Supper Club. Good morning, Jason Wildy. How are you? I'm in a bad mood. Bad <gasps> mood. There's none of that on a Friday morning. You're playing the Proclaimers. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that, uh, and I'm sure Lenny would walk 500 miles for you, uh, Sherry. But no doubt, they are the definitive. Like back in the day, when you couldn't just pick and choose your songs on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. They are the quintessential buy an album, have one good song on it, and wish you hadn't bought the CD at Best Buy for 13 bucks. <laughs> was, was that young man Jason Wildy? Yeah, I, I did a lot of that uh, back in my youth. That was where my, before kids and marriage and everything else, that's where a lot of my discretionary income uh, went. So the Proclaimers, if you listen to them this morning on this fine radio station, good for you. No. If you paid for their CD, I feel bad for you like I feel bad for me. All right, I'm in a better mood now. What's up? <laughs> Whew. Okay, got that out. Glad. Hey, I have... So, Jason, were you pleasantly surprised sure, this past weekend with the uh, Packers' performance? By the Packers playing well? I was, yeah. I was... I thought Jordan Love would play okay. I did not... I did not think he would play as well as he did. So, yeah, I was definitely pleasantly surprised. I thought he played really well. I thought... Um, you know, I, I think we have to be careful, and I think Matt Lafleur and uh, Adam Stenovich, uh and even Jordan Love himself, to some degree, have kind of emphasized. You know, my favorite line this week so far was when Matt Lafleur said, uh, "It's going to be a much greater challenge this week." Mm. Mm-hmm. And when you say that, that obviously means that you didn't think the Bears' defense was that big of a challenge, right? So, um, you, if you grade on a curve, you're saying, "Well." The Bears don't know what the heck they're doing. Their defense is not very impressive. So let's see what he does this week. But the alternative is struggling against a not-so-good defense. And then you're then you're like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with this guy? Right? So I think it was incredibly encouraging. Well, David and Bak- I think Packers, Packers fans that were excited should be excited. Well, David Bakhtiari expects the bar to be set now, and the Lord's going to be the, the first-team All-Pro. Yeah, he, look, it, you know, when he's not complaining about uh, uh, turf versus grass, which I a thousand percent agree with him on, mm-hmm. um, I think what he says is important because he's been a little snarky, frankly, about Jordan Love, right? Like when he played well uh, in preseason and somebody talked about, or oh, I know what it was, it was the joint practice in Cincinnati. Somebody asked him, you know, what he thought of how Jordan played. And he said, first ballot Hall of Famer. 
So he has not been the most publicly supportive guy of Jordan. You know, I don't think he's got anything against Jordan personally. I think it's just he's on this team with a bunch of young guys, and he's trying to figure out how the heck this happened, that he went from being in Super Bowl contention every year to being with a team that's not using the word rebuilding, but clearly is in a rebuilding mode, hoping to be good enough to you know win nine, ten games and make it to the playoffs, but certainly not a Super Bowl team. Um, so he's been a little snarky, and, and I think in the last couple weeks, I, I think Jordan Love has won him over to some degree. Now, we'll see what he does against the Falcons, who have a much better pass rush and have a much better secondary than what the Bears have. But, you know, I think David Bakhtiari has at least seen enough where he's a little less sarcastic and a little more supportive, and I think that's certainly a good sign. Now, you uh, touched on something when you said turf versus natural grass, so I'm going to breach the subject entirely, as I have have numerous friends in New York who are sending me clips and screenshots of Facebook Marketplace where all of the Jets Rogers jerseys are now being thrown up for sale, like everybody has just completely lost faith in that guy. Do you feel like, as a former Packer, he's just being done dirty at this point? So because he got, because he ruptured his Achilles, they're selling their jerseys. Oh yeah, boy, uh, that is a tough town. If you can make it there, you really can make it anywhere. Um, man, um, good one. Look, I I I, I will say this: um, if those play designs, because he he did it on the previous play before he got hurt as well. If those play designs are meant to have the uh, tackles cut block their man, which is what happened both on the play before the injury and on the injury play, and he held on to the football, he does bear some responsibility because the idea of those cut blocks is for the quarterback to get the, hand, get the ball out of his hand quickly so he's not in peril. Uh, I would be curious to know, you know, whenever I know he posted the Instagram yesterday that the surgery was a success, but Whenever he does talk, I don't know if he's going to do that on McAfee next Tuesday or what, but I would be curious to hear if he acknowledges to some degree that this was a little bit self-inflicted. Um, I, you know, I, I don't expect him to retire, by the way, and I, I think he will be more motivated than ever now to make right what he's doing for the Jets. Like, I, I do believe after all the angst and frustration that he felt with Goody, I do believe that he is genuinely excited to play for a team that really wanted him and was willing to do things for him that the Packers were not. So I think there is. I think he bears a strong feeling of responsibility to come back and give them some return on their investment. So uh, I, if I was advising any of my friends in New York, I would say, hey, hold on to that jersey because I think you're going to be able to wear it next year. But... I understand the frustration. I mean, I'm I'm not sure that there has ever been. Like, I know Tom Brady tore his ACL in the opener in, what was that, 2008, Wade? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, Matt Castle led them to, like, 11 wins, but they still missed the playoffs. I can't think of a, of a player and a team that had more expectations and more hype and had their balloon... That that balloon didn't just pop. I mean, that was a huge. It was like a hydrogen explosion of a balloon popping. Like it was four plays in. I, I just I don't know of any more disappointing scenario that I have seen 
lots of guys get injured and at inopportune times, but I mean, he hadn't even completed a pass as a Jet yet. And so, for me, knowing him to some degree, uh, I would be absolutely stunned if he called it a career on that. Uh, and he took a bunch less money for the Jets so they could operate. So I have a I, I have full expectation that he's going to come back, and maybe he's going to play the game a little bit differently. This will reduce this will curtail his mobility even further, I would think. So I'm really eager for next season. I I think the biggest thing, and, and Jim Polzine wrote this in the State Journal in a column the other day. I think the biggest disappointment for a lot of us that were really curious about how this would go is that this injury has robbed us of watching that, right? Like, I know there are Packers fans who said, I'm not going to pay attention. As long as he plays 65% of the snaps, I don't care what he does. Um, There are others that were going to root against them, so obviously he would play 65% of the snaps, but their team would be bad, so the draft pick would be higher, which I did not anticipate being the case. Um, And I was really just looking forward to seeing how he did. I paid a lot of attention to what Favre did in 08 with the Jets. And he was playing really well before he ruptured his biceps. So I just am disappointed that we don't get to follow two teams on parallel tracks this season and see where each of them ended up after that trade. Talking to Jason Wildy, our Packers guy here on uh, 95.3 WBEV, brought to you by the Bayside Supper Club in Columbus Family Dental. Aaron Jones uh, had a, he called it a, uh, he didn't call it a pull of his hamstring, he called it a bite. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what, do you, what do you think about him on Sunday and his availability? Well, considering that he hasn't practiced the last two days, that must have been like a shark bite. Yeah. Um, he. So I think there's a chance. He did some work inside the Hudson Center yesterday. I think that's a sign that there's a chance that he will do some stuff today at practice. So I, I would predict, I don't know this for certain, obviously, but I would predict that he will get some work in practice today, be listed as questionable for the game, and then it's just a, a matter of are they going to play him a limited number of snaps in the game or are they going to sit him? Because to me, you know, he is trending in the right direction. He, the fact that he was able to do that work inside the Hudson Center is a really encouraging sign. But as you point out, it's clearly an injury that was worse than just a little bite because he hasn't been able to do anything uh, in terms of actually practicing so far this week. The Atlanta Falcons, a team that I don't think it's on a lot of Packers fans' radars. You know, they got a young QB. Uh, I, I can't. Couldn't. I don't know how many Atlanta Falcons I can name, Jason. Well, you can name Desmond Ritter. Yes. You can name uh, Bijan Robinson. You can name Calais Campbell. You can name Bud Dupree. You're, you, you know your, you know your NFL. Um, you know, there's a few others that you can name. You know, Drake London, one of the wide receivers. I, look, I think it's interesting because there was a time, right, when we kind of looked at most teams like this because the Packers had Aaron Rodgers and before that Brett Favre, and everybody else was like, well, you know, they've got the Hall of Fame quarterback, so whoever they're playing, they've always got a chance. And I feel like the Packers are kind of a team that there's, there's somebody in a uh, – town outside of Atlanta this week you know maybe his name is Wade Jones Yes, and he's saying you know the Packers without Aaron Rodgers they're kind of a nondescript team I don't know how many Packers I can name right mm-hmm. yeah and, and I think that'll be very fair for Wade to, 
He'd say it with a southern drawl, though. I don't know how many Packers I can yeah, name. Green Bay Packers, man. What's what, what's up with those guys? Those oh, cheeseheads, they got nobody. I, I'd rather watch some field hockey than watch these guys. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I, I, I do think that that's uh, a very fair view of this team because you're right. They're a team that's kind of in a youth movement of its own. Well, it was, what, six or seven years ago now that, Matt LaFleur was there as the quarterback's coach, and they went to the Super Bowl and blew that 28-3 to lead uh, against New England. So they've been through a couple of iterations of what their team was going to look like, and now they're in the process of building around a young quarterback. Uh, they like their defense, although they're pretty young over there too. They really like Jesse Bates, the, the no uh, former Bengals safety that they added. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think your view of them is, is – most definitely fair, but I also think there is some similarity here to what the Packers have going on of just the the uncertainty of of a young team that is especially young on offense with a young, inexperienced quarterback and seeing what he's capable of. Now, looking at that young team and that inexperience and not knowing everybody's name, a lot of eyes are going to be on Jordan Love, but who do you think else out there has a chance to have a really big week? What name should we be looking at besides Love? Well, I'm, you know, the guy that I'm really eager to see what he does in a second week is Luke Musgrave. Um, because it's hard to kind of, I'm not sure what to make of his uh, performance in Chicago, right? Like, if you were listening to the television uh, broadcast, you know, that, that deep ball that Jordan Love misses him on. Uh, now, granted, Greg Olson is a tight end himself, so... Um, he certainly knows what he's talking about. He doesn't know exactly what the play call required, but I would be willing to bet he's right when he says this. He said that the first one that, that Love missed him on when he was wide open down the field was because Luke Musgrave didn't run the route correctly. So he got open. That's great. Uh, didn't catch the ball and stumbled and tumbled and bumbled. Uh, not so great. And so they didn't get a big gain out of it. Then later in the game, there's that play where Love fumbles the snap, and Musgrave is wide open down the field and still manages to not score despite having no one in the TV picture screen around him. And even his head coach was giving him a hard time saying, I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone that wide open, that close to the end zone, not score before. So, you know, he had some good moments, and I think it was an encouraging start in some ways, but I think there's also some some criticism to levy his way. So he's the guy... Especially if they don't have have you know Aaron Jones um, or Christian Watson, which I don't think they're going to have Watson for sure. Um, I'm really eager to see what Luke Musgrave does, and then the other guy, obviously, if they don't have Jones, is AJ Dillon. Like here's a guy who's in a contract year, um, and and the offensive line didn't help him last week. You know he got hit a couple of times right after getting the ball. I mean he got blown up on that one run in the hole. Um, you know, they need him to play really well. And he needs him to play really well for a guy who's trying to, you know, earn his next contract, whether it's in Green Bay or elsewhere. So those are the two people that I would probably pay the most attention to beyond Jordan Love, who I think we're all going to go into every week's game thinking, okay, what's he going to do this week against this opponent? Jason, did we ever find out what actually happened to Christian Watson, how he got hurt? We did. He was. He talked on Monday. Okay. And he he did, you know, I, I kind of wondered the same thing because there was no mention of him hurting something 
when we when they went on their uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, three days off. And I was like, well, what the heck? Where did this come from? And as it turns out, he uh, injured himself during the Thursday before Labor Day practice. Uh, he felt something twinge in his hamstring during that practice. Uh, and then they went all, they all had vacation for three days. And then he came back and he wasn't practicing. So he did feel it. He caught a pass, came down, turned to go run upfield, and that's when he felt it. That's what he told us. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's got some hamstring issues now, right? I mean, he missed three games last year because of hamstring issues. Now he's missed one and probably going to miss another one. So, you know, I, you, the, the, the three of us, the three dudes on this panel, uh, none of us are winning 40-yard dashes anytime soon. Although, Wade, you look, you, you're still in really good shape. I, I respect that about <laughs> no, you. No, so at least... Um, no. Okay. But, but, but these, these guys that are super fast and quick twitch, I mean, they do... These, are, these aren't uncommon injuries and issues for them to have, but, man, you got to think this team is a lot different offensively with a guy that can take the top off the defense like, like Christian Watson can. So I'm glad it wasn't playing freeze tag with Simone Biles in Door County that he tore a hand. Yeah, I did. I, I have to admit, I did wonder about that, frankly. Um, and so obviously uh, it's much, I, I guess it's much better that he suffered the injury, at least during practice. Hey, what's going to happen on Sunday? Your initial thoughts, are the green and gold going go to go to 2-0 on the season? Well, I've decided that the safer play uh, in the public sphere is to just say that you think they're going to win because I, I'll be honest, I I didn't think the Bears were going to be that terrible. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. I was completely wrong about them. They're awful. Uh, and I think their owner feels that way too because <laughs> George McCaskey like, called Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus into his office to tell them how much they suck apparently this week. <laughs> um so, uh, look, I don't. Packers are favored by one on the road, so obviously Vegas thinks they're the better team. Um, I think this will be a really good challenge for Love. This defense will be, and I think we'll find out a lot more about him this week than we did last week. All right. Jason Wildey, our Packers guy, appreciate the time. And uh, where are you off to next? You Wildey and Tauch in an hour. What do you got between 8 and 9? I'm changing some light bulbs. Exciting stuff. Pretty yeah. exciting stuff. It, it, people say I'm not handy. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, I, I, these light bulbs look amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, like, I, we, need, we need to see a picture on social media of the finished product. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll send it to you privately. I know you like the one I send you, private yes. photos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very Farb-like, so thank you very much. <laughs> no, no, come on. <laughs> the light bulbs are great. So, thanks. Yes, indeed. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. All right. Jason Wilde, our Packers guy. Thanks to the Bayside Supper Club and Columbus Family Dental. Packers, Falcons, nine, uh, 10 o'clock pregame show. Yep. 9 o'clock, the opening kickoff Sunday on 95.3 WBEV. And that means that the, uh, the Brewers are going to move over to uh, 1430 ESPN on Sunday. Right. ABC News coming up.